man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. You remember Brandon Jacobs for the uh, New York Giants? I'm just going to let you continue. <laughs> nice. Play to work sports. sports. What up, world, and welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? What's up, John? How we doing today? Oh, man, it's a good day. NFL free agency has been kicking. There's been some moves. Man, my phone's been blowing up from all of the notifications. Yeah, 409's been killing me in that, man. I'm surprised my phone's got battery life right now. I'm surprised he had tried to get back on here to talk about it all. Oh. He, he'll be hitting us up now after he hears this episode. So I'm sure he will. Well, we got a pretty good episode, man. It, it is going to be probably heavy uh, NFL. Well, I guess heavy football, but obviously with, with free agency happening. But we do have a couple different leagues. We have uh, some uh, some soccer stuff thrown up in there. We're so, touching base on some stuff. A little, little hacky. So you ready to get into it? I'm ready if you are. All right, man, let's get it. All right, so I guess first off then we'll talk about the elephant in the room, and that would be the number one draft pick being swapped. So obviously we know the Bears, after their amazing season last year, had the number one draft pick, and they decided to trade it to the Carolina Panthers. Um, And this is the 13th time this has happened since the NFL and AFL merger. So the last time this happened was 2016. The Rams ended up taking it from the Titans and ended up uh, drafting future Hall of Famer Jared Goff there. And, uh, He's got a chance over there in uh, Detroit. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, a little, little note to talk about it since it's already been kind of thrown out there. The Panthers are actually talking about trading that pick again. And that has happened once where the pick has been traded twice. And that was in 1984. So the trade that actually happened just for everybody's, I guess, essay here, the Panthers obviously got the number one draft pick. And then here is everything that the Bears got. They got the first round draft pick in 2023 from the Panthers. That's number nine. They got the second round draft pick from the Panthers in 2023. That's number 61. They got the first round draft pick in 2024. And they got a second round draft pick in 2025. Oh, and by the way, they also got wide receiver DJ Moore, who, for everybody out there, if he had played with the Chicago Bears and been drafted by them, he would be their all-time leader in receiving yards right now on the Chicago Bears. That's pretty sad. At 25. For the Bears, that that's pretty sad. There's been some monsters there, man. Uh, uh, man, but just where's the passing attack at? In Carolina, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> left behind. <laughs> but yeah, so so five pieces for one for them to move up eight. I guess the first question we got to ask here, Ray Ray, who won? Well, I'm pretty sure it was so obvious to see that even Stevie Wonder could tell that. The Panthers lost that one and that the Bears finessed it. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're having to go back through and now you're trying to get rid of that draft pick, you're either doing a real big chess move that no one else sees and you got like some big brain play coming, or you realized, oh my gosh, did did we just do that? Did we scam ourselves? And they're trying to recoup and try to like save face a little bit. Yeah, did we make a mistake? <laughs> what, what do we do here? Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong. You said that was they gave away their two future first round picks. They gave away the first round this year, their first round next year, their second round okay. this year, and their second round in two years. So they're out two first round picks, and then just went a one for one this for this year. Yep, pretty much. They're out uh two second rounds. Golly, they're out. They're, no one, they are out. One wide receiver, yeah. one first round, and two second rounds. And they moved up okay. eight spots. That's basically what they did. Yeah, no, it's not worth it. Bears win all day. Bears got everything and everything under the sun. 
you can't beat that. Yeah, I wouldn't have personally made this move. Um, obviously, now it leaves it open to say, who are they drafting? You know what I'm saying? Um, I would. I'm leaning towards C.J. Stroud. I think that's who you've got to draft. But who yeah. does he throw it to? Not D.J. Moore. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be Stroud, though, right? Who else are you going to pick? Because Anthony Richardson might have done good, like we talked about. He might have done well when it comes to the combine. But the combine plus your film matters. Sorry, Gators fans. Y'all already know it. Y'all did not the best. So there's not a lot of film to go off of. and So you're most proven C.J. Stroud. I mean, he's got everything that you look for, right? At least out of all the quarterbacks there. Yeah, I mean, you got to... That that would be who you have to go to. I think C.J. Stroud yeah. is the most complete quarterback out there because you didn't just draft up number one to go pick a wide receiver up. You didn't right. go number one to go pick up a linebacker. Yeah, you're not the Atlanta Falcons. You're not going to waste that pick. <laughs> oh, man. Look, I, I love us, but we both know it's real, okay? The pain's there. I don't know. Carolina's pretty good at wasting some picks, too. That's true. Hey, but, you know, how much pressure is going to be on C.J. Stroud? A lot. For everything, if, if it is him, right? Whoever that first-round pick is, go, hey, bro, we sold the whole house for you. I don't All know if it. I want it. I don't want that. No, I don't want to be the first-round pick now. Just like, I'm good with the pressure, but it's like, what yeah, are y'all going to do to me? What are y'all going to give me at this point? Like, you're going to expect the world from me, <laughs> and I'm going to have to come in and be the next coming of, I, I guess, what, Tom Brady at this point? Is this the next coming person? I mean, but the thing is, like, Tom Brady still had wide receivers. Yeah, this man's got nothing. He's got the other team to throw to. Yeah, I mean, and they, they may not have been the best wide receivers, you know what I mean, and besides Randy Moss, you know, but... He didn't have like the the most Hall of Fame wide receiving core, you know. No, but he had some, you know. But he had some, some real good to go. Julian Edelman, your what, Eric Decker, Wes Welker, well, yeah. I mean, he had some solid guys yeah. to at least get the ball to. And then you had these one-offs. I mean, it's crazy to look at all the people he's thrown to, and it's what over a hundred people he's at least thrown. I can't even to. name another wide receiver on the Panthers roster right now, off the top of my head. I have to, no, look, I'd have to look up the roster. You could bet me $100 right now, I'd lose it all day. I would lose every cent. Yeah, I uh, Bears win. And Bears are making moves in free agency, which we'll get to in here in a bit. But to me, yeah, Bears definitely won that one. So even if they, even if the Panthers trade, they're not going to recoup what they lost. No. So. No, it, and if they did, the next team just needs to go ahead and skip the whole year. I'm firing it's my just, GM if you do yeah. that. You just need to simulate <laughs> the you, whole year. Just you, put that controller down. <laughs> if you traded and made and gave up more than Carolina did, <laughs> you're looking for a new job. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, you're going back to some warehouse to pack boxes because it's not going to be another football job you have. Well, real quick before we roll into the free agency madness, then I got to give a shout-out to the GM for the Bears. I don't know if you heard his story, man, but he was originally a lineman undrafted by the Bears, signed with the Bears, undrafted, and was cut. And really? now he is their GM. Yeah. Crazy. So he was cut from the Bears, and he said, you know what, I can't play for you, but I'll manage you. Yeah, but give me some time, and I'm going to come back and run yeah. this show. Yeah, he... Uh, running the show he is. Yeah, he was he signed with the Bears as a unrestricted or as a uh, undrafted free agent in 2008, and mm-hmm. uh, what 15 years later he's running the show. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, not a lot of guys can say that or do that. No, I love it. I love it. I'm rooting for him to do well. So, well, let's go ahead and roll into this free agency <clears throat> madness that's been going on. Then, excuse me, and. Uh, there's been there's been a lot, man. Like I said, 409 has uh, tried to break my phone today. He just dropped tried another to. Little, little nugget. But uh, man, I think he took up at least twenty five percent from my battery just from it pinging. Hey, I ain't even mad at him though. I mean, oh, he's been not, putting man. in the work today. He was beating everything I had. Yeah, even I'm trying with to little chess match going on in the background <laughs> of his screenshots. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it was either a chess match or like a family photo. Yeah, I was glad it was blurred out sometimes. <laughs> well, I guess we'll run through real quick, and then I'll I'll ask you, you know, what's kind of uh, who you think's the bigger, you know, the bigger movers here. 
Oh, you think one it. lost all this and that? We obviously know Arizona, you're a loser so far because you've signed nobody at all. Period across the board. But does that mean they're a loser, or does that just mean like they don't? They're not participating. They're in a yet. I don't know. Player one hasn't entered the game. Yeah, I don't know. They, they're just giving everybody else a chance. They got to turn the controller on. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll start at the top. Patriots. They re-signed Jonathan Jones to a two-year, twenty million dollar contract. The Steelers turned around and signed Patrick Peterson, who last played with the Vikings. Uh, Texans, Case Keenum, Robert Woods, Andrew Beck, and Scott Quisenberry, who re-signed with the team. To me, that's a, that's some moves. I like that for the Texans. Broncos signed Jarrett Stedham to a two-year, $20 million contract. Chiefs, Jawan Taylor signed four-year, $80 million deal. Raiders, Jimmy G, three-year, $72.75 million. And they also signed Epps from the Philadelphia Eagles to a two-year deal. Commanders signed Deron Payne, four-year, $90 million, noting that this is the second-highest defensive tackle contract in NFL history, only behind AD. The Bears signed Tremaine Edmonds to a four-year, $72 million contract and TJ Edwards to a three-year, $19.5 million contract. The Falcons finally did something in free agency, signed Jesse Bates to a four-year, $64 million, over $64 million contract. And I mess this dude's name up every time, but I'm going to try it. Here we go. David Onyemeta to a three-year, $35 million contract. He was a defensive uh, lineman for the Saints. And then they re-signed Chris Lidstrom to a five-year, $105 million extension. The Panthers re- or the Panthers did not re-sign. The Panthers sign Von Bell. And the 49ers sign Sam Darnold to a one-year contract, as well as Javon Hargrave to a four-year, $84 million contract. So those were my biggest ones. I know that I just seemed that the Chargers also just signed uh, Kendricks the linebacker from the Vikings to a deal. But those are, to me, some of the bigger moves. I mean, I've seen that, you know, Kelsey stayed with the Philadelphia Eagles, and there was some other stuff. But Yeah, he decided to come back for another year. Yeah, but these are these are yeah. some of the biggest ones. So who's winning? Who's losing? What surprised you? What did you take away from the day? Obviously, it's just day one. Give me, right, give me your thoughts. Let's see what else happens. Uh, so first, I, I looked up the pronunciation. It's Onyemata. It's Told you I messed it, it up. Had it, had it broke down. But hey, now you know. So uh, you got to know your team. But I don't blame you for not getting it right, considering where he came from. You had no reason <laughs> to want to know his name. At all. But I'm sure you still don't want to know it just because he used to wear that Florida Lee. But unfortunately, now he's your guy, right? Or he might be one of them. So, Unfortunate. He's seen the air of his ways. Yeah, okay. So he's coming to the light. That's it. So the big things I have to agree with, Jesse Bates, it's crazy that the Bengals let him go. Their defense is going to hurt. I don't care what you say, it's going to hurt. You can't just replace that guy right out of a draft. The only way you have a chance is to free agency or trade for somebody. So no matter what, I think they lose out on that end. Because Jesse Bates, hands down, for me, one of the top three safeties. Don't ask me who my top three are because I couldn't give you the other two right now. But he's up there. (laughs) So... We'll go over that a different time. Other than that, man, like there's just been some big ones I'm not too sure about. I don't really agree with the whole signing of getting rid of uh, so Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, picking up Jimmy G, but letting go of Derek Carr. I'm gonna be real; it's about the same player to me. I think like, Derek Carr is a better player, in my personal opinion. Okay, I mean that's I'll give him a step up, maybe two. But Jimmy G, let's be real, Jimmy G's success has all come off of Tom Brady's back. So one of the things I read, too, and, and not to not to hijack it from you for a minute, but one of the things I read was that, you know, Derek Carr, his brother David Carr, had, is now like a sports analyst type guy. And uh, he's come out and said that he, that his brother spoke very high of Josh McDaniels, the, the head coach for the Raiders. Spoke very high of him, said mm. he's very intelligent, but that he, Tom Brady used to bully him. He would try to pick an offensive play, and Tom Brady would basically say, nah, I'm Tom Brady. I pick the plays around here. 
And now he's wanting control, and Derek Carr is obviously a senior vet. He's kind of trying to run the show a little bit, you know, not really trying to run the show, but, but, you know, he's making the calls from the field. And, uh, yeah, they said that maybe that caused some issues and some friction at times. And he wanted somebody that he could more or less groom that knew him, that he could control a little more. And maybe Jimmy so G's that guy. Let him be the offensive coordinator, the, be the coach and actually yeah. be a coach now. Yeah, and so maybe with, maybe Jimmy G's that guy because he did come from yeah, from true. playing for Josh McDaniels when they were in New England yeah. together. So I will say though, also looking at their salary, I mean it could be a salary move too that Vegas wanted to clear up some space. I mean Jimmy G three years, sixty seven and a half million, opposed to Derek Carr four years, one hundred fifty million. I'm not a mathematician, but uh, we're a year off and a hundred million different, give or take. <laughs> That's, that's a big difference, you know, to be able to build everything else around your team. Uh, the Giants, free agency, re-signing, whatever you want to call it, some crazy stuff. The Giants did do a little something-something. But... Daniel Jones, four years, $160 million. I I'm leaving that there. That's weird. What's neat is the franchise tag on Saquon. What'll be interesting to see is if, because I don't know if you know, you can franchise tag multiple years in a row. It just gets more expensive. Yep. So it'll be 140% of his contract next year if they do it again. So I'm interested to see what they'll do with Saquon. Did they fran- they didn't get- franchise him last year, did they? No. Okay. I think last year was one of the last years, but this is the first tag. And the reason I'm saying that is because Saquon came back, right? If you had to give a comeback player, like another one, that was my guy. Saquon Barkley was my comeback player. Came off the injury, came off the bad things, came out, and... He held the team together. There was a lot of I people think. calling him saying he was done. He didn't know how to run. Right. And I'm going to be honest with you. I watched this footage after hearing some people and the way they described it and watching it. And it was like, man, he they got done. some good points. Like, I don't know. Like, I couldn't make a determination because I like right. Barkley. But it was, I was like, they're making a very good argument. So I don't think the Giants do the wrong thing here because what's easier, if I franchise tag you or if I do a one-year deal? Well, you're not going to do a one-year deal. Uh, not Saquon, not what, 26, 7-year-old running no, back? No, why would you? Younger than that, isn't You it? need to get that contract, get your money and run. Yeah, he won't, right, so as the Giants, good move, franchise tag, because I lock you down, and I get to see, hey, if you bust this year, bye. You know, he Look at Zeke. Away. Yeah, it's, you know, and to all the running backs that listen to this, sorry, but you're the most replaceable position, and it's unfortunate because you get hit so much. You're hit every play, if not every other play. Unfortunately, if not, yeah. Like, your life is just the shortest on the field, so I hate it for you, but you are it's hardest to spend the money on you compared to everyone else. There's so very few mo- player, very few running backs nowadays that are like that. I mean, what do you uh, yeah. Eckler, um CMC, uh who else? You know? Like who, who Yeah, it's just well even then CMC's broken and hurt all the time. Yeah. Derrick Henry broken and hurt all the time. You know, they're you know, great, like, but you just take so much punishment. And don't get me wrong, I love I love to see a good bruising back. I remember, remember being young time, watching. Mm. I don't know if you remember this guy or not. You remember Brandon Jacobs for the uh, New York Giants? I'm just gonna let you continue. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I'll show my age a little bit. So Brandon Jacobs for the New York Giants, man. This dude was uh he was a linebacker. I mean, like a like a linebacker size, just massive. But anyways. I remember watching this dude, and this is back when you there was no um, like you could lower the crown of your helmet and stuff. Yeah, and these guys could not take Jacobs down. They would the Giants would hand him the ball and send him up the middle, and he would just hit these players, dude. And I'll never forget, man. I watched a Philadelphia Eagle break down in that hole, plant, and he hit this dude. And when he hit this dude, I ain't never seen a grown man like this just buckle. This grown man mm. buckle caved under him, and Jacob still running full speed, just stepped over him and kept running. Just did not care. And it was, and this was an every play thing. This dude just hit Ooh. people like that. I love seeing that. Now, obviously, with the days NFL, you can't really do that now. But I mean, he would just you 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 had to hit him in his legs, but then they end up he blowing his knees out. They blew his knees out because of it. Yeah, he finished mm-hmm. up his career. Last I heard. He may have bounced around a little bit, but last I seen him playing, he was playing for the 49ers. Yeah, but, you hate to see that, though. Yeah, you just – running backs just don't last in this in the league the way the league is nowadays, and it sucks because 
they're made to hit at their legs. Yeah, and when you watch, who, I can't think of the player who was it that wanted to get hit high because he couldn't replace his legs. He'd rather get hit in the head. <laughs> I don't know. You know no, who wants to get hit in the head? <laughs> there's somebody I cannot remember who it was, and someone's gonna listen, or we're gonna look it up here in a minute. But someone did not want to get hit in the legs. They would rather everything be an upper hit so they could last longer in the league. And it's somebody. It's a high end person. I cannot think of who it is, and it's gonna like he's hurt. in the league right now. I uh, I don't think he is. He might have just got out. Too many hits. But in the it's head? very. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather get hit up high. It's so crazy or take head hits. So oh I was like, bro, you're. I'd rather crazy. get CTE than not be able to walk. Yeah. I'd rather not be. So, I'd rather not be able to remember where I'm at. <laughs> hey, it don't matter. I can't remember the pain then. So to finish my sorry, my little. Sorry, sorry. No, you're good. You like to hijack and talk. You're good. It's okay. We're here to can't go, help baby. It. I can't help it. I'm excited. I know. You, you get passion. You get all up into it. I'm excited. So I'm I'm interested to see what Tampa Bay is going to do because it's not official yet with the Baker Mayfield thing. I'm sure you saw that. Yep. Uh, I had shared earlier on the Facebook. Is he like the next Fitzpatrick kind of thing? Because Joker has gone from team to team to team. All in a year, bro. It's been nuts. I mean, he's—is it three or four teams now? Um, right. He's started with the Browns, and then he was with Carolina, and then he was with the Rams. So yeah, he's gone on to the fourth one. So he's in the making of being a rainbow player, and so is Sam Darnold, who went to the Forty Nineers. So it's just crazy to see everybody's bouncing around. Yeah. But Baker more so because he's starting, right? Because if he goes to Tampa, I'm putting him over Kyle Trask. Don't care. He's got the more experience, Kyle Trask. You gotta earn it, Kyle. You've thrown seventy-five yards or something like that. It's hard to put you out there. <laughs> oh my! It God. is what it is. <laughs> and then uh, the Falcons' whole thing going down. I'm sure you've seen that. With is it going to be Matt Stafford? Is it going to be Matt Ryan? Either way, if I'm Matt bringing Ryan. one of those, have you not seen that? I know it hasn't been official, Stop. but fans have been calling for it. Stop. Not to come start. Not to come start. Just to come home and teach the young gun. Hey. Hey, you know, and it's people being like, hey, Matt, we just want you to realize, you know, we love you. Atlanta is your home, but we don't love you enough to put you as a starter. <laughs> we love you enough God. to teach the next generation. I love Matt Ryan, man. Don't do him like that. Where's he? Hey, man. Who's he with? Is is he still under contract with the Colts? Huh? I think he's at home on the couch waiting for someone to call. I love me some Matty Ice, man. I but know. Don't, but at, don't put him. Come on. Don't do hey, that Hey, he's getting him. put out to pasture. Don't do that. So I'm interested to see what happens on that end because I definitely think that would help Ritter because he doesn't have that vet quarterback to kind of be like, hey, big dog, you know, here's what's up. Like Tua had Fitzpatrick cycling back to that, who Fitzpatrick even said he knew that that time was coming. And instead of being a, uh, who was it, Tannehill? Was it Tannehill, Tannehill yep, was, I was just thinking of that. Yeah, like, okay, what a canoe, what a crappy guy to be like, this is still <laughs> my show. Yeah, bro, okay. Shows how much of a leader you are. So he needs that, though. Coming back to the Falcons, he needs a vet leader. And whoever you bring in in that regard, it can't be a backup. It has to be someone who has to realize that your place is now as a backup. Yeah, but it can't be Stafford because you've got to trade for Stafford. No. It cannot be. Don't get me wrong. Stafford is, you, is I think Stafford is is great, has a lot of knowledge. If I had to start between the two, between Stafford and Ryan, though, I'm starting Stafford. to be part, He's a little bit younger, a little bit more of the gunslinger. But I'd still rather keep Ritter in there because let's just move on. It's time for the future. Yeah, you can't you can't start either one of them, man. You got to put Ritter in. And not only that, what, what kind of damage do you do by telling Ritter he's a starter, getting rid of Marcus Mariota, and then bringing somebody in the next year to replace him to put him back? Oh on yeah, the bench? no, you just completely just ruin him. Yeah, I mean, to me, if I'm if I'm Ritter, I I want to get a chance to shine for the team yes. and then dip out on the team at that point because it's like y'all didn't trust me. And now you need me. I step in. I'm shining. You're right. loving it. And well, you know what? Don't worry. I forgot. I haven't forgot that y'all did me dirty once. So I'm just gonna roll on out when I get my chance. Now that I've shined, showing what I could offer to another team, maybe they'll value me. And someone will. There's always at least one Somebody team will. who's willing to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the to me the Bears are a big one, man. The Bears are trying to beef up the. Defense, Edmonds is a monster. I've been watching him since he played with Virginia Tech. You know, they also got TJ Edwards. That's going to help out. So, their linebacking core is beefing up. They got DJ Moore. They got Mooney. They got Claypool. I'm not going to say they have the greatest wide receiving core there, but they have 
a much better wide receiving core than they did. And I think that's going to allow, I, I personally, I'm, I was high on Jalen Hurts, and now everybody else is high on Jalen Hurts. Oh, you know, he's great. I've been high on Jalen Hurts for a couple years now. I'm also the same exact way on Fields. I think Justin Fields can be good. People were calling him a bust after year one. I disagree. I disagree. You don't ever get a true – it's like statistics, right? Like you, just from one go, you can't just make an entire thesis or judgment off of one year. And that's the thing. Like there's some players you get in and you're like, ooh, okay, you are not it. But I didn't get that feeling with Justin Fields. I mean, you get out there, you watch him play, and it's like the kid can play. But when you are – it's a Lamar Jackson situation. When you're the only player – what are you expecting to do, man? Like, I don't care how good they are. This is a team sport. You can't win by yourself. No. So. No, it it all matters. I mean, your wide receiver is only as good as your quarterback, and your quarterback's only as good as the line, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just keeps going. Everything depends on each other. I mean, what is it? Half the time your running back can't get a good runoff if the wide receivers don't sell the sell the run on their end. You mean uh, it, you mean sell, either block or sell the sell the route? Yeah, vice versa. Well, either yeah. way, well, it's the you whole know, like, way. It all... Like it's the whole way. If the running back, if the running back's running, the running game yeah. opens up the passing game. The passing game opens up the running game. It it all matters. It all matters. So, well, speaking of, since we were talking about Lamar Jackson, we'll go ahead and hold off on that topic for just a minute because we do have a uh, some some fire about that one. But let's talk about your boy A. a- Ron and what he is, he is still doing. In the closet is he still in the darkness? No, man, he came out of the darkness. He just obviously left his decision in the darkness and hasn't found it yet. Oh, yeah, he didn't bring it with him, did he? No. So uh, He lied. Yeah, dude. This guy, man. I, I've i never been... He's a PR stunt now. I, yeah, at this point, I mean, like, come on. Come on, Rogers. What are you doing, bro? I, I've never been horribly down on Aaron. You know what I mean? I'm not disliked him or anything like that. Um, no, but now he's like that actor that's just grasping at anything to stay in the spotlight. You know what he's doing? Exactly what Brett Favre did. I'm the 39-year-old man. Put it all around me. I'm like the I oldest vet in the league. Uh, I'm relevant now. Tom Brady's gone. <laughs> me, I can dude. win. Got Peyton's gone. Yeah, that Drew whole Brees thing. is gone. <laughs> all my peers <laughs> that beat me, they're gone. Oh, There's great. a chance, but not in Green Bay. Well, that's Only what the darkness knows. So, so you're sitting in Green Bay... Like, and, what the heck? and what's going on with them? You know what I mean? Like, where do they go from here? Who do they pick? What are they doing? Like, no one knows, right? So, meanwhile, the Jets are going, hey, he's a New York Jet now. And the rest of the world's going, it's not official. But the Jets are already like, like, hey, welcome. Welcome to the, you know, to Big Green and blah, 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 blah. And so the Jets already think it's a done deal. Okay. He, when asked by Brandon Marshall just the other day, completely alluded to the answer, ignored the question, and said, yeah, I'm sure it's not much longer than you'll know. Bro, you already know. You're just yeah, putting you're spotlight just, on you, and that's what yeah. I don't like. Stop it. because You're just not trying a, to stay relevant and be all cool. You're playing with people's careers. You yeah, are literally no, playing with people's though. careers because if he decides to retire, how many of those Jets – you know, management are going to be on the hot seat. Yeah. You you know what I mean? I mean, ultimately, because, you know, maybe... I mean, their savior, Mike White's already gone. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe that's... you got to deal with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco again. Exactly. So now what do you do? You got to go You got to go draft? How you, you cry? What are you going to do? You're going to go, you're gonna go <laughs> you give go Carolina the all yourself. your draft picks <laughs> so you can get the number one? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, which CJ Shroud in, in Big Green would be... You know, I'm just not going to lie no. about it. I understand. I used to think that Green Bay was doing Aaron dirty. But to me, the way Aaron has acted with all this and, like, the diva and the drama and the spotlight look at me stuff, maybe he's been doing Green Bay dirty the whole time. Well, I'm going to tell you that Aaron Rodgers in the last few years seems to be on every podcast, every interview, every and he's talks about it's just some sometimes it's just off the wall stuff sometimes it's normal stuff sometimes it's 
sports. Sometimes it's not, but it's almost like he's trying sometimes to it's be. The tea he's sipping. It's like he's trying to be a, 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 a celebrity now. Yeah, yeah. He's past the football. He's now he's a celebrity. And so I'm yep. not liking it, man. I don't like what he's doing. And here's another thing. Let me just ask you what you think. What would a trade for Aaron Rodgers even look like? Because he's still under contract, which means they have to uh, trade him. A seventh-round draft pick. Which and one? some aspirin for the headache. <laughs> what draft pick? Uh, a seventh round and some aspirin for the <laughs> headache. Uh, I th- What's he worth? Let's just, let's just about, let's boil it down all the way. He is not worth anything past a third round. When's the last time he won the Super Bowl? Was like his third time in the league. I don't care how many MVPs you got. I don't care. You've done all this. You're supposed to have been the second coming for Green Bay. You're supposed to have done all this stuff. You have had the rosters. You have had it all. He was the and second coming. 30. Brett Favre only won one with him, right? Yeah, but remember how <laughs> many times people were like, this man right here, we're going to win ever. everything with him. He's going to be the man. You're 39, big dog. I think you would have to look for him to even be in the goat category. Would have to win seven Super Bowls in a row. God, because that brutal or six. It's five or six, not seven. I think because he's at one, 39. Tom Brady (laughs) retired at 45. I think they need six. I think that no, there's there's no way you go any higher than a second round, and that would be it. Just one second round. No, I can't. I can't fathom you giving throw in the anything bottle of aspirin. more than that. They need the aspirin for the headache. Yeah, but I mean, not that they are. But think about it: you get Aaron Rodgers and you win a Super Bowl, you sell out just like L.A. did. You yeah, got the, selling everything. You got the ring. Okay, but you're gonna compare to L.A. Where's the wide receivers in in New York? I don't know who half these people are. The only person <laughs> I can tell you is the defense. They had, no. they had, uh, and that's just Sauce Gardner. Their uh, offensive rookie of the year came out of, came out of there. They had offensive and defensive, didn't they? Was it Garrett Wilson, wasn't it? I don't, I don't remember. All I remember is just Sauce, Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner with his cheese head. I mean, what a name. I can't wait till Kool Aid from Alabama gets in there. Oh, awesome. Kool Aid or Dakotas. No, nah, man, you don't beat Kool-Aid. When your actual name is Kool-Aid, what a name. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, you know, like, when you look at their ages and everything, like, they used to be a very old team. I don't know if you remember that, but, like... Who, the Jets? Their whole... Yeah, their age was just a bunch of old guys. And now it looks like a very young team, so maybe there's a chance. Maybe he can come in there and command them to victory. But at the same time, just looking at them, I'm not... Obviously, they're the NFL. They're, you know, top 2,085 guys. And of all of that, they just don't look as relevant as some other players. I just I don't I don't know. I don't know what him going there can really do. I don't know if they're still considered rebuilding or almost built. But at thirty nine you have to go to a team that is built. I mean Tom Brady went to the team that was built and all they were missing was that one piece. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I like I said, I'm not happy with the way he's handling I mean it's not me that person has to deal with it or anything. I just think like you already know your decision. And if you don't know your decision, stop playing games, man. Just tell people, Hey, I haven't made up my mind yet. I'm still thinking about it. I'm still, you know, consulting people, but you've done all these elaborate things, you know, to come to your decision and you still haven't came to your decision. Yeah. You just want it all about you. That's it. But, yeah. Well, we're done beating that horse. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm done talking. about I don't him. want it all to be about him. He's already got enough publicity. So, Amen. Let's talk about it was somebody Garrett else Wilson. that is it, not it getting treated right. In my opinion, I don't know how you feel about it, but in my opinion, and that is Mr. Lamar Jackson. So, who's that? Your boy Lamar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. My boy Lamar. Your boy. That's right. Yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, no, that's uh Jacob Humphreys. Or White Ninja in the Discord. That's his boy. He loves some Lamar. Listen, man. Lamar, I'm not the biggest Lamar Jackson fan. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. I don't, I don't think he's 100%. the most elite quarterback out there. But you know, No, but he's an athlete, all but right. But he is an athlete. And the Ravens are doing him dirty. This man 
told y'all he was going to play for y'all. So let's, let's, for everybody out there, let's go back a little bit. So the Ravens, last year he wanted a contract and he worked with the Ravens. And he said, I want an extension before this season. Or yeah. we will not be discussing contract talk. Then he gave him part of the season, didn't he? Yeah, well, they couldn't get it down. They gave him part of the season. And they still couldn't get it down. And at one point it was reported they were $100 million off from each other. Now. That's just a few dollars. That's chump change. Now, yeah, what a contract really looks like, nobody quite knows because neither side is releasing details on what they're talking about. There's been talk that he wants a fully guaranteed contract. There's, you know, yeah. So I saw from the owners that they're saying he wanted a guaranteed of like two hundred and thirty million. And when they they've asked Lamar about it, he's had no comment. So it's so hard to tell which way that's really falling. Exactly. So, you know, I I don't know which way it's going. But here's here's some things that I do know. The Ravens have not put stuff around him to help him succeed, and yet he still has done pretty well. Yeah. It's the cheapest offense as far as spending-wise over the last four years. Yeah, what what was that thing you telling me about him that he did that was so impressive? It's only happened one other time. Oh, yeah, he was the uh, anonymous MVP. Yeah. Him and Tom Brady, only two people ever done it. And that's one of the things that, like, a lot of people are trying, that, a lot of people can't matters. understand. That, that's huge. No. Yeah, a lot of people to get can't everybody to agree. My bad, I don't mean to cut over you, but to get everybody to agree on one thing, regardless of what it is, mm-hmm. that's impressive. So that means you did something. And going back to like what we were saying before, you can't do it alone. Not at all. You have to have the pieces around you to win. Here's and he has he does have those pieces. Here's where where I, I'm disagreeing with a lot of like the players and stuff coming out, and, and this is just my mindset looking into it. So obviously they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Right. So, 30 so 31 million is where yeah. that's at. Just so you know an exclusive would have been 45 million. Yeah. So so there you go. They're already trying to pay him less, right? So the Ravens are already trying to pay him less. Um and not only that, this man doesn't want to play with you. He doesn't not want anymore. to play for your team. It's blatantly obvious like hello I'm on the outside looking in and can tell you he doesn't want to be there no more because of the way y'all treated him, and well, rightfully yeah, so. Yeah. Well, yep. then you put him on there, and you are putting out there from what I've been seeing, um, and I know you got a little more details on it, that they're wanting the non-exclusive carries two first-round draft picks that they would have to give up, um, basically, if, like, say the Falcons were going to go sign him. They would have to give up two first-round draft picks to the Ravens. Well, as compensation. Yep. Yeah. Well, this dude has missed ten games in the last two years. So ten games—that's no, that's huge. Yeah. That's, that's huge. a that's, third of the season. That's 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 over half a season that he's missed. But and, combined, right in the two—that's correct. A third he's of the missed. Se- yeah, he's missed five games, games each. Uh, he's missed five games, I think, in in the, both of uh, last year and the year before that. Then he also missed a playoff yeah, game last year because yeah, you know, and, injury. Well, that matters. That's huge. Every every game matters. It's like you can't expect your team to go undefeated without you, especially if you're the starting quarterback. Correct. And this is this is uh, what we've seen this year with the 49ers. That's un that's unusual to see a team have players just was, yeah. quarterback after quarterback after quarterback come in, and them just keep putting along like nothing happened. That's I don't think unusual. we'll see that again for a while. I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it, and and I'd be hard pressed to try to give you an example of when this has ever happened before. It's yeah. one thing to have a backup come in and it's do an well. anomaly. You know what I mean? To have a backup come in and shine and and take them over. That's a that's that's a rare thing. But Mister Irrelevant to of yeah all people? to have a backup come in and then do well, and then have the backups backup come in and then do it like what? Yeah. The only thing that would have capped off that season is them winning it and that Joker actually holding up the Mr. Irrelevant jersey on the podium. Mm, that would have been amazing. I would have had to get that like photographed and signed because that would have just been awesome that to have. That would have been amazing. But, well, back to the back to the Mar thing. I, I think the Ravens are doing it wrong, man. The other GMs, yeah. and a lot of people are saying, why, why is nobody wanting to go after this dude? He's great. He's this. He's that. Well, one, I just told you he has injury history. And two, you'd have to give up two first-round draft picks. And three, which is not being publicized a lot, uh, anonymous GM, of course, because most of them, you know, they don't put it out there that they're talking. But anonymous GM has come out and said, "We're not offering Lamar Jackson 
any contract, not because we don't think he's worth it, but because we know the Ravens are trying to play dirty. They're trying to make us do the dirty work for them, figure out all the stats, figures, what we're going to give him, what we're going to guarantee, offer him the contract. Once he accepts the contract, right, and we're like, everything's good, the Ravens are going to turn around and offer him the same contract. So they're trying to make us do the work for them. Yep. So once again, the Ravens organization is being just downright dirty. I mean, you're just, you're just, let this man go. You know what I mean? Let this man go. Because I guarantee if you let him go, somebody's going to sign this dude. That's why they don't want to let him go. It's, It's a classic, we don't want him, but you can't have him. That's all it is. I would rather, I would rather have this man manage to underpay him and sit him on my bench. Is what is you know this is the mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Play somebody over him just so all you other teams cannot have him. Because the last thing I want to see at this point is him succeed anywhere else except in my purple. Yep, and that's a shout out to everybody out there that may hear this show that's coming up in in college. Or high school, or if you're in the pros and you listen to it and you catch this. It is a business. Have no loyalty. It is a straight business. Yeah. I've always been told that NFL stands for not for long because at any point you can be cut. I'm sorry. These guys who are like, man, I love this team. I love this city. Sorry. I love the dollar signs, and I love the championships. That's exactly Because that's, at the that's end of the day, like. that's you're gonna, like. you will cut me in a heartbeat for yeah. you to get the victory. Yeah, it's it's you got to you have to. It's one thing we say in the Marine Corps, right? It's nobody cares about your career more than you care about it. Yeah, and it's not personal. It's, it's truly not business, it's whether all it's business. dirty or not. So to touch base on your not exclusive, just to kind of clear that up. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So it doesn't. A lot of the times, it has never been two draft, two first rounds. It's supposed to be, but the team has the chance to accept for less, and that's yep. typically what happens. Typically, it's like, hey. We're going to give you our first, second, and third. Okay. Like something like that. And they're like, they bundle it together and they're like, boom, here you go. Or somehow they finagle a first and two seconds, right? They try to compensate the best they can. And so, like you were saying with the whole, they're trying to make the other guys look the bad guy. I just think there's a little bit of chess going on between Lamar and the Ravens. Because let's just be real. I'm not paying a guy, I don't care who you are, guaranteed the full contract. It was crazy that that happened with what happened with the Browns. And, and it with Sean screwed Watson. everything up. Yeah, the the whole market is in the dumpster fire. Again, let's go back to Daniel Jones, $40 million a year roughly. I don't know, it's not all guaranteed, but I'm going to be honest. Danny Dimes isn't the worst quarterback, but he's not $160 million a year quarterback. You mean that being $160 million contract quarterback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my bad. You. No, I got you. Yeah, you, you picking up what I'm putting down. You're here to clean up. up my mess. So <laughs> that being said... Lamar, if he, I think that's his chess. He's forcing the Ravens like, oh, if you want me to play, <laughs> you're going to pay for me to play. And the Ravens counter is like, that's what you think, big dog. I'm going to slap this on you, and you're either going to play for the average amount of your top five peers, because, you know, that's how they get this number. Yep. And there's like, so you're going to play for that amount, or old JoJo over here is going to give you a contract. He's going to determine your worth, and then I get to match it, and guess what? I still get what I want. So it's chess going on. And I can see it, you know, to be the devil's advocate, I can see it from both ends, right? Because on one end, I'm not paying you 250 whatever the number, $200 million guaranteed. I don't care. Too much money, too much guaranteed for a man who has been injured a lot and for a man who could go out there, you know, God forbid, the very first play, snap his leg, and he's out for the rest of the season. Well, he don't care. He's getting paid. That's it. You know, or... God forbid he gets an injury like Tua had over this last season, but he can't go back out there, or he just chooses to go, oh, dang, sorry, coach, got a concussion. I'm retiring from football because I'm not cleared anymore. Well, guess who's locked up on this contract? <laughs> like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of things that could happen, man, and that's why yeah. it's hard for me to do it. So. Now, is Lamar worth a lot of money? I would say so. Shoot, if you ask any of the Madden franchise games, they always pay him a lot. You always see ridiculous <laughs> contracts to him. I know that don't matter. But you know what I'm saying. Like, at the end of the day, Lamar is worth more than what people value him at, but mm-hmm. he is not worth as much as this has been valued. There is a happy medium. Well, I don't so, know when it's going to be resolved. 
No, but in the mind of a GM, if you ask me, I'm paying Lamar 180 million five years, and I'm gonna give you 120 guaranteed. I think that's what you're worth to me. All right, well, or maybe four year. I'll do a four G- year. GM Ray Ray has spoken, so yeah, we'll, that's me. That's my. We'll see what happens there. We'll have to wait. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see how that one all plays out. Yeah, write that one down. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I'm putting it in my notebook now. I'm sure 409 is gonna type that one in when he hears right here. He'll be like, "Hey, just so you know, I here's the mark." Got it. Pin this message in Discord. Um, I'm going to go four years, not five. Hey, so we'll roll into uh, our NHL topic then. How about the Bruins, man? The Bruins are man, lighting dude. it up right now. I got a friend named Bill Dooley who's been a uh, Bruins fan for a while. I know he's happy. Yeah, I got my, my buddy Boston Dave's got him tattooed on his leg. Hey, so, Mike got a one on the other leg here at a minute. Well, he's, a, he's, he's from Boston, man. He's got all the Boston teams, all the Massachusetts teams like that on there. Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots, all them. So, but speaking on that, the Bruins, not the tattoos. They actually just set the record for fastest fifty win season. So they've done a lot of crazy things this year. Uh, their goalie made a shot, and that's like only it's only happened like a couple times ever. I think you said eight times, right? I think it was eight. Yeah, and like and that was what two to three weeks ago. So uh, all you NHL fans who were probably hollering at us for not talking about yep. it. Forgive us. Yep. And then uh and then about a month or so ago, they also became the fastest team to eighty points in NHL history. The previous record was forty nine games. They did it in forty seven. It's a good number. That is. And then they just became, like I said, the fastest team to fifty wins. And their previous record was sixty six games and it was held by the ninety five ninety six Red Wings. And the 2018-2019 Lightning. Uh, and they both did it in 64 games. Here is the thing worth noting, though. Uh, 66 games. Bruins did it in 64. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, no, you I, go, hey, mis- we're cleaning up after each other. Misread cool. my notes. Here's what's worth noting, though. Well, there's two of us. <laughs> the Both those teams didn't win the Stanley Cup that year when they set these records. So when both of those teams... Had the, the, you know, where they scored 50 uh, wins in 66 games. Neither one of them won the Stanley Cup that year. They actually both lost and went on to win the Stanley Cup the following year and then coincidentally end up winning it the year after that as well. But, but neither team won it after that. So, no, and sports are very superstitious. Mm hmm. So, as it is. Speaking of superstition and history repeating itself and all that, Ray Ray. Does this put more pressure on the Bruins to win now this year, or are we going to see history repeat itself? Uh, it will put pressure. They let it put pressure, but if the Bruins go out there and just play, been keep playing the hockey they have been playing, they'll be fine. I mean, shoot, superstitions are breaking out. You know, Drake bet on John Jones to win in the UFC fight, and people were scared because everything Drake bets on or pulls for loses, <laughs> and John Jones won. So maybe this is the year that all these superstitions and all get broke. But all that being said, with the jokes aside, the Bruins just keep playing Bruins hockey this year, they'll be fine. But the moment they let it catch up to them and they buy into the hype and they buy into it like you typically see, right? Like, hey, guys, we're setting the records. We're setting the pace. And it becomes more than just playing the game mm-hmm. they're playing that night. Then they'll fold to the pressure. But if the Bruins go in every single game, we got to win this one. We can't afford a loss. Because right now, I think you and I can agree, they could lose every single game, probably still make it to the playoffs. They've already made the playoffs. They already clinched. Okay, so there you go. They don't have to win anything else, and they're in. Mm-hmm. But you and I know that you have to play with that chip. You have to play as an underdog. That mentality matters. It, it does. That whole coming from behind the whole time, always having to want to win, even if you're up 2-0, to zero, you're not up two to zero. It's a tie game. I have to get this goal. I have to. I have to stay in this one game. We have to win this game. So if they stay on that track, yeah, they they win it all. But the moment they start letting the moment get too big and creep in and everything, where like most games that have series, that's when they'll lose, and that's when they'll lose it all. No. But I think they can do it. All that to be said, I think they can do it. If the team's going to, it's this team. We shall see. I, I'm I'm excited for some playoff hockey. I love me playoff hockey. So, I uh, I mean I, I'm picking them to win it all. So anything anything less to me is 
a rough season, not a good season, a bad season, whatever you want to call it. So, well, on that, let's roll into uh, our new topic. I know you've been uh, been waiting to debut this, Ray Ray. So go ahead and uh, jump on into it. So I've had a few people ask me to go ahead and kick off some uh, soccer. Ended it with a stat last week. So here we are. We're going to roll into it. Being from Atlanta and being an Atlanta sports fan or Georgia sports fan, who else to pull for than the Atlanta United? So on Saturday, Caleb Wiley, who is part of Atlanta United, he was the first player to score two goals and an assist since Miggy and Assad. Caleb, keep in mind, he's only 18 years old doing all this, and he went out there and balled. But unfortunately... I don't have the Apple TV, so I'm not able to watch them, not able to keep up with what's going on play-by-play. Play. I'm not sure if you do. But, no, uh, sir. Yeah, so I'm trying to get with my buddy Caleb and, you know, get a little bit of that password sharing going on or however that works, but we'll see how that goes. But I do keep up with them the best I can on the ESPN app and ATL. You know, hey, love them, rep them, Braves, Falcons, everything. But it's pretty cool in this game that the team, Atlanta United, despite – Possessing the ball less than Charlotte, they took more shots, 14 to 12. Had more shots on goal, 6 to 3. And they created more chances at 14 to 7. Atlanta ends up winning this game 3 to 0, propelling them to a 2 win, 0 loss, 1 tie season. They're sitting at the top of their side. They're the best start the club has ever had with 7 points. You know, so they get 3 points for winning and they get 1 point for a tie, just so you know. But, you know, speaking of great starts, and speaking of uh, all stuff going on, how about St. Louis, man? I know you don't keep up with it too much, but for all y'all listening, St. Louis, their club, they started off with nine points this season, so 3-0. and And that's the best from an expansion team since Seattle, who came about in 2007 and began MLS play in 2009. So the same year they came into the MLS is when they started 3-0. and So now, St. Louis, who's been around since 2019, so it took them a few years, but they got this great start going. They have a chance to be the first to go 4-0. So, you know, things are starting to look pretty great in St. Louis when it comes into their sports teams. Yeah, well, speaking of sports teams then, since uh, since you wanted to talk about St. Louis and sports teams, we'll hit real quick on the XFL, but I definitely want to get onto the, the, the sports team aspect that we had already talked about talking. Um, but you know what? Forget it. Let's go straight into it. So St. Louis... Obviously has an XFL team. They obviously had their game that they they played against the Renegades, and uh, there was thirty eight thousand people over that. Excuse me, that showed up to the dome to watch them play. Not only did that break an XFL attendance record, but it also broke a record for professional spring football leagues. Thirty eight thousand. What was the comment that the announcer said? You were saying about game day. Oh, yeah, so the announcers were talking about, they had asked each other a question, like if we had to do this like college football and do a college game day, where would you want to go in? And I don't know their names, but the guy said, hey, no question, we're going to St. Louis every single time. That it was apparently as loud as the college football playoff. Yeah, that's what that's what he was saying. He said, I wished, I wish y'all could hear coming through it just how loud it really is here. So that's wild, dude. I think it goes to show, like you said, St. Louis wants a football team back. Yeah, they want a football team. They do. They should have they never moved the Rams. the Rams. Yeah, they got robbed and they got taken out. They should have never moved the Rams. I don't understand no. why. But hey, Roger Goodall, before you try to go into England, or you try to go into Germany now, with your expansion, you got to St. Louis somebody. Yeah. St. Louis needs somebody. They proved it. Yeah. I mean, they're... they're... You think there's not a market there? You're crazy. They're eating this alive. Yeah, yeah. Now, they've shown single-handedly there's a market there. 100%. So. Well, I guess now I'll back backtrack to the XFL recap of the scores. Yeah, we'll, we'll digress. <laughs> I just I, I couldn't miss that opportunity, man. The St. Louis, I mean, that's just just what's going on there. Awesome. So, oh, yeah. Obviously, the, the first game was Saturday. The Roughnecks went to Orlando to play the Guardians. And uh, the Guardians just, I don't even know why... They're even around at this point in the league. They're horrible. Because there's got to be eight. I mean, I guess, but... Someone can get a bye week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
The Roughnecks beat them. Like, I mean, they literally beat the brakes off of them. 44-16 to 16 in Orlando. Uh, I think your boy Paxton Lynch is still playing for them. But hey, shout out to him with his highlight of an 81-yard touchdown pass to Charleston Rambo. At least they had something to put on there that wasn't a pick. Hey, man. A, even a clock's right twice a day. So You just got to know if it's a.m. or p.m. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, and then you got the Brahmas, man. The Brahmas, I had such high hopes for Heinz Ward. Hey, that's your team, man. I, I know that you was, that was Batman every single time he's on the TV. That was one of my teams, man. I was I was, had such high hopes for him, but they uh they didn't get beat bad, but they did lose to the Sea Dragons, six to fifteen. But come on, Heinz Ward, I need you to get it together, man. I need you to get it together, get it figured out. Hey, man, if it wasn't for Heinz Ward and his team, Danucci would not have become the first XFL player to throw for a thousand yards on the season. Okay. They just wanted to be a part of history, not stop it. Oh, yeah. I've heard that before somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then rolling into this Sunday, we had the Renegades go to play my other team, the Battlehawks. And the Battlehawks ended up winning it 24-11. to 11. So there's your uh, St. Louis team. That's a good there. little slugfest. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, man. That was a good one. Uh, it, was, it was an enjoyable game to watch. That one was actually football. I don't know what the other two. One was just decimation, and the other one was kind of sadness. Speaking of decimation, we'll talk about the Vipers and Defenders and how that ended up for you. Um, Vegas got a team. <laughs> I love how you ignored the question there. You knew what I was talking about. Hey, so the Vipers got embarrassed by the Defenders, 32-18. to 18. And and you look at the score, and you're like, uh, it's not that far apart. What do you mean embarrassed? Um. I don't remember what the score was exactly, but I remember at one point, Bray Ray was like, yo, you got to take the under. you got to take the under. My under was 46 and a half. 46 and a half. you're going to throw me under the bus. Oh, man, I have to. This one, this one was... Look, man, if you're going to throw me under the bus, let me just throw it under the bus. So Go ahead, man. Half. Put it out there. I got going, to. This is too good. This is too good. At 20. 20 points. You know, like... You think I right, statistics, these teams suck. They done missed two field goals. They ain't going to do anything. You know, 46 points. We're sitting high cotton. Got 26 and a half points left to go. Well, all of a sudden, the Vipers decide, hey, we don't want to waste time anymore. We just want to give the ball over to D.C. So what do they do? They just start giving it over to D.C. They let D.C. <laughs> score. And I'm like, oh, crap, we're getting close. And then uh, the Vipers go down there and they score. And I'm like, oh, uh-oh, we don't got much of a window. Only six points. But, you know, about two minutes left, something like that. And what do the Vipers do? They want to go for that old Seattle, hey, or not Seattle, but St. Louis. We can make this fourth and fifteen. They did not make that fourth and fifteen. And DC decided to go for <laughs> score again. Yo, I, and I, then next thing I know, the Vipers decided to go somehow. Somehow, three more points get out there, and they end up with fifty points. So I was just like, "What the heck happened, bro?" I I walked away from the TV screen, and I was getting ready to leave, and they're like, "All right." For the Vipers to have a chance in this game, they have to stop them here. And it was like they called a play. They shot a, a like pretty much an all-out blitz, and they had one wide receiver to the wide right. He was lined up across from a corner. And the corner, I don't know if the corner just didn't move. I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden. The, His analog stick froze. The, the GC quarterback threw the ball, and the DC def- wide receiver is wide open. He catches it, goes straight in, and I was like, uh-oh. But I'm thinking, you know what, though? Like. That's fine. The Vipers are gonna get the ball. They're gonna run the clock out. They, you know, they won't. Yeah, they get got the ball after DC scored. Well, I went and took a shower. I got out of the shower. <laughs> up. I, had, I had four missed text messages from you. The last one just said all I seen was "bro" in all caps. Man. I opened it up. I said, "No, they didn't. No, they didn't." Yeah, yeah I got to fire my advisor, Paul Paul. <laughs> oh, Paul Paul, you're fired. Uh. He won't listen to this anyway. He'll just say he did. Now we'll know. <laughs> but, yeah, man, that's, ugh. Hey, anybody would have told you to take the under on that one. No, Never would I have thought it had gone that far. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to beat it in the last 30 seconds or last two minutes, like, what are the odds, right? Well, I told you how I ended up losing money the other day or a while back on that one, not betting oh. in the last two minutes they come back. I was going to bet on the Battlehawks to win it all, and, my bet got locked up. I would have flipped. What was it? Eighty bucks to eight hundred and eighty bucks. We'll get away from heartache. So anyway, uh, that's the XFL recap. 
and everything that's, that's going it, on man, there. That it. was that was week four <laughs> out of ten. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do uh, you got any stats this week for me? Um, not. I mean, other than the Daducci thing throwing for a thousand yards this season, I don't got anything too crazy. I think that's cool to be the first to do it, so he'll get to go down in the books at this rate as the best XFL player stats wise, right? Because we're at four games, thousand yards. That's 2,500 once it's all said and done regular season. Well, uh, yeah. I don't have I mean, anything wacky. And I've already thrown out Caleb out there, you know, 18 years old. Well, since we're going to. I'll just recap him. 18 years old, two goals, one assist. You know, there you go. He's one of the three to do it for Atlanta United. Well, I'm about to throw you a stat out here that just happened. So Is it coming as a curveball? Yeah, I'm sure you must have seen it. So, uh, Puerto Rico. Just through the first perfect game in World Baseball Classic history, as they routed Israel ten to nothing a few minutes ago, um, behind Jose Del Leon and three relievers. It's the very first time it's ever happened. So that's a wait. Well, you do anything long enough, it's all bound to happen eventually, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually it's gonna happen, but that was just. Like I said, that one just it just popped up on my phone, and I was like, "Wow, I got to put that one out there." So, well, I am hurting to look at that Great Britain one today because that makes my perfect four for four not possible. Because I I don't know if you saw it on the Facebook. I'd said that it would be the Dominican, Colombia, and then Puerto Rico, but I'm hurt. Well, I'll give you one more stat then to make you feel a little better. Okay, what is it? North Carolina men's basketball team, right? They were at the beginning of this year the poor boys. ranked as number one in the AP preseason poll. They are the first team since nineteen seventy five to start that ranking out and miss the NCAA tournament. Hmm. The last time it happened, NC State missed it that year. Oh, and by the way, there was only thirty two teams that year when they missed it. That's impressive. In and of itself. Impressive or depressive? Uh, no, I mean it's impressive to you know to throw stuff away like that too. <laughs> to just throw it away. Yeah, it's like just wadding up the paper and throwing it at the wall, expecting <laughs> it to go in the trash yeah, can. Yeah, yep. Our season's done. Yeah, we got this, boys. Crap. Hey, that's buying into your hype. That's buying exactly what hype. it is. Well, you got any shout-outs this week? Yeah, so this week I'm going to go with uh, a good little place to eat there in Dallas with Frannick's Cafe, ran by Nick and his wife Amanda. So Frannick's, it's pretty great. It's right there. Me and Pawpaw go eat there all the time, and sometimes Miss Ray Ray eats there a lot too. It's a great little place. Okay, okay. Well, uh, my shout out this week is to my cousin. Uh, it's actually. Yep. Well, actually, excuse me. <laughs> Pause for a second. I got two shout outs. My first shout out is to my cousin and her husband. They are officially going to be married for five years this oh. Friday. So happy anniversary to Camry and Adam. So that's my first shout out. And then on that note, I'm going to give another shout out to uh, some knucklehead is on the show with me because he is officially getting married. This Saturday. So, congratulations, Knucklehead. Who's that? That's you, you bum. You're going to whoop you. Wait till she hears this. Boy, I can't wait. Uh, She's going to hear it twice. You're going to be. She just won't know what to talk about right now. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. It, uh, for those of y'all don't thank know, you, thank you. Mr. and Mrs. Ray Ray will be a thing come Saturday. So,. Congratulations to y'all. I'll congratulate y'all again, I'm sure, next week's episode. But uh I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. Should be should be a good time. I'll be there uh dancing in the in the wedding. So we'll see how that works. I expect you to break out of your shoes. I'm gonna look like Fisher when he was wearing his blues jacket last mm. at the last ball and he ripped the sleeve. Did you see that? Hope he got a new one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but that's all I got. That's all I got, man. It was a pretty good show. It went by extremely quick. We're already at an hour, so I was like, wow, that's really fast. Draft so, took up a lot. 
the free dr- agency. The free agency, yeah. The free agency did have a lot into it, man. And and uh and we we touched on a couple things with NHL and, and with uh with soccer, so obviously I'm gonna have to start digging into soccer a little bit more. Hey man, we gotta touch all them fan bases. Hey man, I I I I'll start learning it. I mean, fish, that man is that man is a football. Like his IQ, that dude is all off the chart with it. He's constantly talking about it. So I need to uh, I need to start following a little more too. So we'll kind of follow stats that way I can contribute to the conversations. So yes, sir. But well, Ray Ray, I appreciate you coming on tonight, man. As uh, always, good show. As always, went by real fast. It seems like they just go by faster and faster. I guess we're just getting better at talking to each other. I'm enjoying. We're enjoying it more. I think that's what it is, man. Just enjoying it. So, hey, also one more shout out, and then we'll go. I want to give a shout out to everybody that's followed us on our Facebook as of recent. We have, in about two weeks, went up double in Facebook followers, uh, about two, two and a half, excuse me. And also listeners on the show, as far as the podcast, we have doubled listeners in the past two weeks or so. So, thank y'all for all y'all. I really do appreciate it, and uh, keep sharing, keep pushing. We'll keep trying to do the best content we can for y'all and uh, yes. see what other stuff we can work and put into play for y'all. Definitely appreciate all of y'all. Yes, sir. So, well, Ray Ray, it's that time. I got nothing. I got nothing. Hey, we got nothing, and we out. See ya. Thank you.